Welcome to the intersection of theater and even more theater. You have achieved stage grok. Stage Grok, the roaming theater podcast coming to you from the geographic center of the American theater. I'm your host, Scott Miller. Today I talk on the phone with playwright, screenwriter, and director Neil LeBute about his writing process and about the LeBute New Theater Festival at St. Louis Actor Studio. Okay, well, thanks very much for talking to me today, Neil. Um, I've been a fan of your writing for so long, and it's very cool to get to talk to you. Oh, thank you. That's a pleasure. I appreciate it. Um, I want to start by talking about your process. Now, you've written about a lot of screenplays and stage plays. Um, the first thing I want to ask is, do you approach those two things uh, differently in any fundamental way? I wouldn't think that I would say, uh, outside of knowing, you know, the obvious differences and, and that there's some certain demands on on many screenplays. You know, people always find a a way to write something new and different and, and to, um, you know, to kind of cross over on forms. Um, you can see something like if you saw the hateful eight this year, you know, you saw yeah. a much trumpeted, uh, 70 millimeter film that really essentially was almost like a play, you know, it took place in a, in a, um, inside of a, uh, saloon of sorts. Um, and, um, and so, you know, there was certainly a kind of, uh, crossover in that of, of here's this big you know touted image that we're going to look at and yet most <laughs> of the time we were we were indoors right. um, so you can find you know people who who say I'm going to do and I, and I certainly have done you know uh, a whole film inside one one house you know with two people that kind of thing but in your sort of traditional I'm going to sit down and I have an idea for a screenplay people tend to be thinking a bit more geographically than they they would be on stage usually um even even someone like myself who's kind of talked about the way they cross those those two mediums over um and certainly if you're, if you're working for somebody else you know when you get to a certain stage in your your career you might be asked to um or commissioned you know even to to write something for someone you know uh, and so then you 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 know you're adapting a book or you're it's a, you know it's a reboot of a of something that already exists or a completely new idea um you you probably then have a a greater sense of oh that's what everybody else is looking for they they want me to be very much traditional in terms of this being a screenplay if i'm left to my own devices as a writer um those lines do get hazier you know i i can I could very easily start writing a screenplay much the same way I would a play. You know, I find myself in a in, a, in an interesting first scene and see what happens. Um, does it does it feel different to you in the writing of it? Are you thinking this is a screenplay? This feels different to me. Well, I suppose there's you know there's if you're really feeling like this is going to be a screenplay, and so therefore um, 
you, you have some nod to the, the, the visual side of things, I suppose. You, I don't, I don't right, know that right. you, you have to, but you, right. you tend to find yourself writing more descriptive passages. You know, you, you right. describe someone walking to the door and someone walking to the, and where you may have very few stage directions in a play, you know, yeah. or descriptions of characters or that kinds of thing. You, you might end up, you know, leaning a little heavier on the prose writing in a screenplay than you, than you might in a play. Um, but all those, all those rules get pretty, pretty hazy in a way for for me when when it's you know it's your own thing. You you really right. have the ability when when no one's waiting for it, no one's paying you for it. It's just your writing because you love writing and you have another story in you. Then it's you know it could be anything, and so you you go do your thing. Um, I think that I, I you know that I, I love that about about film and theater that they they really can be very you know obviously very different mediums but there's so many kinds of movies and so many kinds of plays right um and you know you there's there's wonderful plays that have you know 20 scenes in them and there's some lousy ones and there's you know (laughs) just because i happen to like the one you know the two-hander play you know where where two people are on stage uninterrupted for 90 minutes it doesn't mean there's not a lot of lousy ones out there um so because you like a form where you want to try something, it doesn't mean it's going to go well and, and that, uh, you know, um, you're assured uh, something of interest just because you, you want to do it. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose each one, the further along you get, the more it begins to feel like what it is. Right. You know, I'll, I'll still, because as I say, I'll still write for myself sometimes. I um, I very much do sometimes not know what something is. For instance, I, I did a thing uh, not so long ago. Uh, in fact, I, I just sort of mentioned it, you know, generally this idea of, of a, a film that took place in, in one house with two people. I, it, it was a thing called Some Velvet Morning. And uh, when I wrote it, I, I didn't write it for anybody. I just wrote it. In the, it, it was very much like any other play text that I might have written, you know, but it didn't have a home. And at the same point, I was looking for uh, to kind of to return to doing a small film, something I hadn't done, you know, for a while. And so I thought, gosh, rather than, than having it on stage and then it being always thought of as a filmed play, I right. thought, you know, why not just take it directly to, stay, to, to film, rather? And so that's what we did um, and made a film out of it. And um you know, people come up with names for those things, like chamber pieces or that that sort of thing. But um, you know, it was what it was, and it, it seemed to work pretty well. I think as a film, very you know, it's very very claustrophobic and very right. you know very tightly wound. But um, I love that sort of thing when it's done when it's done well. So so like it or not, it started out as a uh, uh, as just this thing that I wrote and ended up first on screen, and now exists as a play text. Um, so I guess, you know, there's, um, in situations like that, that really was not one of, you know, or, or the other for me. It just was something I felt like I have the, the story and I'm going to, I'm going to put it down on paper. Um, but often, you know, the difference between say writing, even something as, as, you know, has been staged since something like in the company of men, you know, I did think of it as, when I was writing it to to put it in front of a camera, this is a you know a movie and and um, the mercy seat was a play in my head. So 
even then there was a sense of one medium or the other. Right. Do, do you, I, I know nothing about screenwriting. Do you, is it, a, is it a significantly different kind of structure that you have to keep your eye on? Well, uh, you know, the, the, you have, the, you have a, a sense of, um, I guess of there's a sense of freedom in some way that you you can go anywhere, um, but that can be a kind of a false freedom because you can you can end up writing you know a dozen scenes and feeling like you're you know you're spinning your wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 certainly um, it usually begs for you know less lengthy scenes and um, a sense of of movement by taking you in and out of you know, of locations and, and that sort of thing. But, but those are very simple rules that right. get broken all the time. Um, I just try and create good characters and put them in, you know, in the, in the context of a good, of a good story. And, uh, and it ultimately ends up being whatever it ends up being. Um, a lot of times they'll, they'll end up being stage plays. Um, probably a lot of my plays that, that do exist now you know, um, became plays because of the notion of how long it takes to, to make movies. I, I might have at one right. point said, oh, I'm going to turn these into films. You know, they'll, this would be a great idea for an independent film. But how long it takes to raise the money and to make a movie and all of that. Yeah. It, it's been generally a much easier route to get things put on stage. And um, and most of them have lived really comfortably on stage. So, uh you know, but could they have been one or the other? Probably so. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about your writing process. So you have an idea for a good story you want to tell or characters or whatever. What's what's the, the beginning of your process? Well, you know, there's never there's never one there's there's not an assembly line quality to it. There's not a for me at least, there's not a, a general way in which this happens like so different every happens. time. Yeah. Well, it, it, at least it's been different enough times that right. I can say it's not it's not any one way. Right. Um, you know, it isn't. I have to have a you know this bullet pointed outline first, and I have to uh, I have to then do this, or uh, you know I can't start without knowing all the characters' names or that sort of thing. That, that's right. not always true. I now, have now, do you write, sometimes do you sometimes have a bullet pointed outline? I sometimes, you know, I spend a lot of time writing in my head. You know, I'll, I'll wander around thinking about a story or I'll spend yeah. more time early on with a story trying to get rid of the story, honestly. <laughs> trying to find, you know what I mean? Trying to find the reasons that, I mean, because if I don't, somebody else will, that it's, you know, that it's not a great story, that there's too many holes in the plot, this and that. You know, I'll try and shape what, what the is, idea. What, what's the impulse behind that? Why, why Is that just a vetting process? It is sort of, yeah. It is. It's sort of like you know. I'm going to spend a lot of time with you. So, is there, you know, or is this, a, you know, they become a kind of relationship. And so you're you're looking at it, saying, is this just a, you know, a quick infatuation? And I really think, oh, that's a great little idea. But but overall, will it really stand up as a as a script? And do I want to spend right. you know weeks and weeks with this thing? Um, so. I'll do the I'll do the things that I think anybody would do if I was looking at somebody else's work and and you know start to try and punch holes in the in the story and say well so let, is let, there... me, ask you, let me ask you this how, how often do you have an idea and you think about it, you let it percolate and ultimately discard it 
Oh, two out of five. Wow. Okay. You know, I that doesn't mean you won't go back to it because they, you know, right. they don't cling to you and you think, oh, actually, there's something there. Or, but, um, but I will, you know, I will. I, I'm quick to to uh, send it, you know, to the back of the line if I don't <laughs> see it, you know, being really viable. There's a point where it sort of takes over. And um, you can't think of anything else. You want to write. Right. You want to write that story. And so right. that's why it's it's. It, I don't have to. I don't have to do much in that in that case. You know, I love to do all kinds of other things. I love the, I love the um, schedule that comes with being a writer. That you know, I can write at night or I can write in the morning. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have one of those again. You know, one of those like Michael Creighton. I must write from this hour to this hour right. and wear these clothes and eat this food. So I don't have to concentrate on anything, but but what I'm doing. So you um, you let the muse strike you. More 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 so that you know I mean okay. I like writing. I've never really been been you know hit with writer's block you know. Or, so I I I you know spend. I, if people said to me, "Do you write every day?" I would say yes. That to me does not mean that pen hits paper every day. It means that I you know I spend this time mentally. Right, working through these stories, percolating, and so, yeah, and so that the, there is a point where that that tipping point comes where I no longer want to watch Wimbledon, you know, I no longer want to go <laughs> see a, a Saturday matinee. I'm like, no, I want I want to work on this story. I want to see if I can get this done, and so it it consumes me, and um and I just you know let it let it flow when I can, but but I can go into that process without having you know that that bullet point of the list we talked about or right. you know have a have a sense of 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 how even even with even if I did, I, I there are people, you know, I I remember reading stories of like Paul Schrader, you know, writing and, and being able to to write down, know how long each scene should be in a screenplay. <laughs> that that, you know, this was uh one and four eighths page they work in eighths of a page. Right. Um, you know, that's the way they break down um uh, screenplays or, or teleplays. And so, you know, he'd say, this is two eighths of a page and this is going to be about five eighths of a page. I think this seems probably going to run more like two and three eighths of a page. Wow. I'm like, wow, this guy is like a machine. You know, he can, <laughs> you know, I can't argue with the success. I mean, he's, he's right. written some wonderful screenplays. So, you know, you think, God bless, that's the way his mind works, you know, and, and so it becomes as much, as much mathematics as it does anything else. Whereas for me, you know, you'll find, um, I recently wrote, the the third uh, play in a in a kind of trilogy of plays that's called Reasons to Be Pretty and Reasons to Be Happy, and uh, I uh, I wrote another one called Reasons to Be Pretty Happy, and uh, <laughs> so it's, it's the third. It took me a while to get that title. Trust me. That's awesome. I was like I couldn't I couldn't write the third play until I was like I had the title, and then one day I was like Wait a minute I've got it, and I was like There it is, and uh, so I, I recently finished that. But um, you know, there's a there's a napkin squeezed into a into a book somewhere that has you know me all the little bullet points of like oh this there has to be this scene this scene this scene that I actually did sit down and write. But you know for that there's there's four plays that don't have that thing, right? You know, um, and and that one happened to be kind of mathematic. I was like oh I really got to make sure that these two people have a scene together and these two people and these two because I was working against in that sense a kind of structure that I had deliberately built in the first two pieces. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not using that same structure, so I'm going to do a different structure, and therefore 
um, you know, uh, I, I was sort of writing out what those what those things needed to be. And um, but as I say, there's I've got a number of plays that don't have anything like that. And I'll sit down and it's sort of like I want to do this. And um, and then you know you you, ha- you happily follow you know where this thing takes you. Um, sometimes it, it it leads you astray, but most times it, you know, <laughs> it, it's well you do you know you write pages and you know you think oh these pages are individually good and and you know and yet there's not a plot there. Well, I, well I've written right. you know a lot of a lot of good talk, right. but but nothing's really happening. So. Um, I have, you have to be careful in that in that situation to kind of get not get intoxicated with your own chat, you know. That you're yeah. just going, oh, these people could just could just do, well look. They can just they've done it again. They've talked for another ten pages and they haven't done anything. Right. So you've got to at times really you know know. And does that come from not having plotted something out? I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> um, but but I the time you know I would I would rather sort of be surprised and and um, and, and follow the story. Uh, in the same way that an audience would, um, rather than know exactly what you know each beat is going to be, and that, that the actual writing process is kind of like the boring stage. You know, they, Alfred Hitchcock has been has talked of as, as being, you know, when he was filming, he, he was at his least interested. That he'd already kind of worked everything out in his head. <laughs> you know, that his his greatest work was done in the office. You know, like right. chasing screenwriters around the room, pretending to be the truck. You know, and uh, you know, and you play Cary Grant, and I'll be the truck, and and you know, and then when they're filming, he's you know, he's sitting in the car because he's you know, he's already passed this one. He's kind of like, right. I'm done. I want them to do it exactly like I've already blocked it out, and and so you know, I, I would love to never be at that stage. That it's always more interesting, you know, to find yourself surprised along the way, um, right. and when it happens in the best way stories, you know, start to reveal themselves to you in a way that you, you know, first you start out to write, oh, this man and this woman meet, you know, in a parking lot and um, they went to school together and and they happen to, she's married to someone that he knows. And as you write that, suddenly by the end of that scene, you, one thing reveals itself and you go, oh, and actually um, they're a mixed race couple. And suddenly that door swings open and you go, oh, right. oh, wow. Okay. So this is, this is sort of like a fellow. And now suddenly this guy is Iago and this guy is a fellow and, you know, oh, yeah. you're making allusions to things that you had no idea that you were interested in doing um, two hours before, simply because, you know, you had, even if you had plotted all that out, would you have known that fact until the moment that you stumbled upon it? Um, right. So right. it's, you know, it's, um, I, I like writing that way and I, I would, I would rather run the risk of, uh, of that, you know, smacking into a wall every now and, and then saying, "Oh, God, I really should, I should have a plot here." Um, <laughs> I, I would rather do that and be frustrated and, and set that work aside sometimes, as opposed to to always just, you know, knowing every every you know conversation that I'm going to write, you know, have a have this list of yeah. of on a yellow pad that's like, and this is the scene where so-and-so reveals that they have cancer, and this is the scene where they talk to dad saying, you never loved me, and this is the scene where, you know, <laughs> if, if you know, you would just, it would feel a little rote for me at that point, um, and I, I would rather, you know, have those moments where you go, you look back on the, on the five or ten pages that you wrote that afternoon, and you're like, God, where did that come from? 
that was crazy, that last little right. jog. That, I really went off the rails on that, but it actually holds up. That's good. So um, that that kind of surprise, I, I suppose I like it as a as a viewer as well. And so yeah. I, I yeah. like to to have that happen to me um, as a writer. It gives you a rush. It keeps you going. It's you know, um, it's 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 fresh in a way for someone who's been at it as long as I have. Um, yeah. it, it's nice to to still you know have something that that is could create a a freshness to the to the work rather than than this is just you know the way I'll I'll always do it because it's worked for me um and so therefore I'll 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 do it again. Yeah you know I've I've talked to a lot of writers and and I get the feeling and this may be not true of all writers but a lot of writers I get the feeling that <clears throat> you know when there are you know textual themes in in the script and connections between you know subtle kind of stuff I think a lot of times that's not put there consciously. I think the, the writer just knows that this feels like good storytelling. Do you, do you think that's true? I, I think so. I think, I mean, who knows what the balance is for people. And some people may be very good at doing that. And, and, um, and others, you know, you, you stumble onto it and, you know, it's one of those things. It's like hearing someone explain to you your own work. You know, and, and it's not that you disagree, but you're kind of like, wow, I, yeah, I'm going to take credit for that now, but I had no idea right, that right. that was there, you know, so God bless that you see that because I didn't see it at all. Um, and then other times it's that thing that I mentioned, you know, you, you sit down and you read and you're like, oh, I, I, I don't know where that came from, but, but there it is. Right. And I connected that somehow to that, that speech that was on page three and uh, off you go. So. I don't think these things work in, in particular patterns, you know, it's always right. going to be this way for you and, and, and then a different way for somebody else, but always the same for them. It's, uh, it's, it's too, it's too fluid a medium, you know, it's too, um, I suppose for the person who doesn't, you know, there's that, I mean, if you've talked to a lot of authors, you, you probably run into some, at least I, I've run into to some that, that somehow, you know, mystically don't do a lot of rewriting. They, they, you know, they, <laughs> right. they, they, they write something and they, they give it to a, you know, a company or they're doing it and you hear, oh yeah, we didn't do a lot of rewrite. He doesn't like to rewrite. I'm like, well, I don't like to either, but I do because <laughs> it's, it's never right the first time, you know, and it's like, I don't understand how it, during the course of rehearsals, you guys aren't pulling chunks out and writing new pages and they're like, no, nah, no, no. Once he's done, he's done. I'm like, well, so let me wow. let me ask you about that. How much do you rewrite before you give it to actors and director, and how much do you rewrite during well, the rehearsal process? Well, I'm a I'm a picker, you know, so I'll go back to it, and I want to I just I I like the process, and I'll go back and work on it. I mean, rewriting to me is just, uh, you know, just saying you're writing. You know, it's just it's another form of writing. So yeah. it's uh, it, it well, really what you're asking. You make some moment way better, and that's really fun, right? Of course, yeah, exactly. I mean, it may be, it may be subjective, but it it is you, you know, thinking that you're. It rarely are you going into going. Let me make this worse. I wonder if I could make this sh- shittier than it was. You know, you're, you're always <laughs> trying to. You're always trying to do better work. You're trying to make it. You know, the connections clearer, or you know, say it. You know, more comprehensively, or or at least uh, you know, with less pomposity you you writers tend i think writers tend to overwrite you know we tend to think we need to say things a couple of times or you know and then you get an actor and put it in their hands and and, you know you look in their eyes and you think oh i I probably don't need that 
two-page monologue right. on on right. how sad they are because look how sad they look already. Right. Yeah. You know, and and so you you realize how much they bring to the table. But um, I just I think that ultimately it's a it is this very fluid process that that there's no there's no one way in which you do it, but you 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 know you just keep it is a craft as well. So you know the right. the, the more you do it, the better you get at it, and and uh, you know each time out, um, it's not that it comes easier, but but the act of sitting down and, and doing it, um, it you know it all comes to uh, you know to like hard hard work. You just kind of roll up your sleeves and you do it, and you you've learned that you know you can't talk about it, you can't you know um, <laughs> go to Starbucks and pretend you're a writer. You know at some point you have to write, and. And you, you know, that that's the only way those pages will stack up. And whether they stack up two, you know, two pages per evening or or twenty pages per evening, um, you know, they just they just slowly do stack up if you do the work. And so it comes down to the sheer kind of can do of, of keeping yourself in the chair and focused and 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 you know working it out page by page. Do you? go back to pieces and tinker with them or, you know, once they've played the Broadway time. or whatever, as you say, that's the No, story. no. Even once they've been published, I've gone back and worked on things. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's like three published versions of, of a play out there called, um, in a dark, dark house, you know, because there was the, like the one that went to press before we, we actually opened. And by the time it had opened, it was significantly different enough for them to wow. republish it that way. Wow. And then and then by the time it went to London, uh the English director said, you know, I still don't think you have it right. I still think there's a there's a way in which this could be clearer and, and stronger and I listened to him and said, Yeah, you know what, I think you're right. And uh and so I dismantled the thing and did it again. And and that version is the one that I always recommend to people if they're asking. I say you know that's the one that I would go look at because I think I, I, you know, I got it more right in that. But you know, if some major production started of that again, I would be right there and 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 saying, hey, let me look at it again. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a tinkerer that way, and I and I feel like it's a living thing. You know, it's it's done for now. You know, when I when I stop, and and you know, I could always I could always go back and you know or times change you know if, if you were doing a significant revival of the shape of things you know that was really pre social media you know and I'm sure oh, a yeah. character like um, if you know that play yeah. uh, Evelyn who you know uses this young man as an art project I'm sure <laughs> she would have a significant feeling about social media and it may be right. completely negative. Or it might be very positive, but I, I know she would have one, and yeah. she would have used it in her project, and so that doesn't exist in that in that piece. So I think that uh, I think it would be a uh, you know something where you'd want to go back and say, if we were going to update this, you know, rather than being a museum piece, um, you know, it's 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 slowly going to approach, you know, it's it's past its fifteenth year now. It's you know it'll it'll be it'll be twenty years since it you know was unveiled. Uh, before too long, and if if one was to go back and work on that with a like say take it to Broadway, you, you know you would you no doubt have to face that. Are we doing it as if it was written when it was, or are we going to update it enough to uh, you know have it be of the moment? So, but if that isn't there an argument for isn't there an argument for letting it live in the time it 
lived, and not to be a museum piece, be oh, a period piece. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. yeah. No, and, and and right now it's you know it, it's still done, and it's done that that exact way. Right. Um, you know, so it it does live that way. But for me, and even if I didn't up, update it, I would no doubt go back and look at everything and just say, can I, is there, can I add another joke here? Is there a way to make this even more heartbreaking? You know, um, uh, it's just my nature to, to look at a text and say, um, I can, I can do more with this. And so, so uh, let me, uh, let me ask you this. I've talked to a couple of my, I'm, I'm mostly a musical theater guy and I've talked to some writers about changes that they made to shows much later. Um, and a couple of them have said, well, you know, when you go back to a piece a lot later, you're a different guy. And so what you're writing is no longer organic to what you wrote back then. But it sounds like you would not agree with that, at least for you. No, you know, uh, I, I, that's, that's an interesting uh, idea and, and probably true that you're not organically so. But as a writer, you know, here I am, what I, whether I'm asked to do it or not, I'm constantly – putting myself into a mindset that is not my own. I'm constantly writing, you know, uh, female characters or younger characters than myself or, you know, whatever it is. So I think I'm able to, especially things that are created, I'm able to go back into those pretty easily and say, I, I can get back into that place. And, uh, and, and, and match that voice. And match that voice. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to I want to ask you about one last thing. Um, yeah. The Le Butte New Theater Festival here at St. Louis Actors Studio. Um, just talk a little bit about. I, I just think it's so cool that they do this. Talk a little bit about how cool that is. <laughs> well, it it is it is it's 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 equal parts cool and you know a little daunting to have you know your name <laughs> on anything you know at a certain age. You know you feel like that's that's for after you pass away or that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> But uh, kind of out of nowhere, uh, William Roth had this this notion of of, uh, of creating this festival and, and using my name on it and and doing new work. And I thought, um, you know, who am I to say to say no to that? You know, here is a guy who's ambitious and wants to, uh, you know, utilize my name, but really um, is is pushing to create this this festival of new works every year and uh it's going into its fourth year it's the fourth year that i've i've written something for it um and it's been you know i tell you i love working in that form um it's hard to find find a place you know for for short work sometimes because uh you have to find either a festival or an evening of collective plays you know or so you can have all these you know wonderful little small ideas um that, that that it's hard to find a home for um, and so I'm really thankful that somebody is, you know, putting another festival together out there. And, and I, you know, spent a lot of time in the Midwest in my life, and uh, I love having that connection. And now he's he's begun to bring it to New York as well. Yeah, so, it's uh, so cool for our artists yeah. here. It's really great. Um, and I've written a couple of plays that I think, well, you know, the piece was there last year I was really happy with. And uh, so I, I'm, you know, just... Um, very uh happy and and you know it's it's uh as i say it's, it's kind of um one of those uh, humbling in a way you know i one of those no, things that kind of make you blush when you say oh there's a festival <laughs> got my name my what is it like, oh, so you, you kind of mumble the name a little bit but um it's uh it is something that's uh, i think really worthwhile and it's great to to be attached to and and uh so i i plan to uh 
you know, be involved as long as as long as I'm, you know, able to steady that pen on on paper and, and write something for it each year. <laughs> and you've written a piece, a new piece each year for this, right? That's correct. Yeah, that's so cool. It it, it must be cool. I, I mean, I get what you're saying about the name, but it must be kind of cool that your name connotes theater legitimacy. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. Or, or it absolutely says to someone that I'm not going. You know what I mean? That that tends yeah. to be the the, polar, the polarizing effect of of my work. It's either you know that's that's cool and you know I want to check that out, or oh, this means I'm really not going to like this. You know, <laughs> um, so you know it seems to be one of the two. But uh, I hope that it's you know enough that people do. Uh, um, people seem to be each year be getting more and more people submitting plays, and the exciting yeah. element that, that they've added is, you know, the high school students who who get a chance to have their work, you know, put on stage and and right. uh, in front of an audience, and that's you know great. That's it was I I got very little of that myself when I was younger, and um, I love that there are people out there who are you know still at this age looking at theater as a, as a legitimate. Um, Form of expression for themselves and and uh, a lifestyle and a, and a career that they go yeah I want to you know that's what I want to do out of all the things that I could do I want to tell yeah. stories on the stage that's right. uh, that's pretty great yeah it is it's amazing well thanks so much for talking to me this has been really cool and I I just loved I I often tell people that. Uh, among the actors I work with, their heroes are actors, but my heroes are writers. I love talking to writers. And I, just, I, I just think it's really cool that you're willing to talk about the process because I think it's very cool for people who are learning this stuff, but also for those of us who see your stuff. Very, very well, cool. I appreciate that. That's really nice. And uh, it was great to chat with you. Thank you for joining us. This is Scott Miller. Now you too have achieved stage rock. See you next time. Yeah.